All right. Well, something quite funny happened. So I got to tell you a little story before I tell you all about the Kurgan cult. So, <laughs> so um, as quite a lot of you know, I'm, uh, I'm one of the Dread Ilk, which is a group of people that have been sort of, you know, reading or following the, the blog of Vox Day for years. And um, I was uh, thrown in there and as a result of commenting on Vox's blog, you know, they, they basically made me one of them. Um, before you ask, no, you can't be a Dread Ilk. No, they're not taking any applications. No, it's not a club you can join. And yeah, they they kind of formally almost uh, voted recently that they're not going to include anybody new at all. Um, <clears throat> so don't even ask. But um, anyway, as you all know, you, you might have heard, I'm a little bit of a Catholic and a celebrationist. And of course, um, you know, within the Dread Ilk, there's a lot of um, joking about flame wars. You know, it's pretty rowdy sort of place. Um, but of late, it's become, you know, a little bit fragile for some people. <laughs> and some of the flame wars apparently have got a little bit out of hand. Um, because, uh, well, people can think they can dish it out. Um, but they can't take it and you know some people get upset and what have you so it was recently decided in the dreadful group that you know we will no longer tolerate monomanias <laughs> meaning mine being a monomania right the one of being catholic now most of the dreadful are americans so most of them are protestants of one denomination or other it's a couple of orthodox um, and there's a couple of nominal catholics and as a result of my, uh, shall we say, uh, efforts or simply conversations online, there's a couple of people that are, in, you know, thinking of converting and so on, but that haven't made any formal announcements. So there's a couple of dread ilk that are like, you know, like the secret Christians of old, you know, that were persecuted and had to recognize each other with secret fish. <laughs> you know, it, it's quite funny. The whole thing is quite entertaining to me. But anyway, um, so recently that was passed and, you know, they sort of banned any discussion about <laughs> really about city privationism because they're still allowing all the other crap to carry on. And one of the, the, the admins, you know, made a comment that like, uh, no one cares about your stupid little city privationist, you know, it's boring, no one cares about it. And of course, uh, two days later, Vox makes a blog post about it, uh, which I laughed, put a link to and said, well, guess it's not that boring and then another couple of days pass and Vox makes another blog post about it which just <laughs> upset these people a little bit and um, so I just thought you know it's probably time to let the poor fragile dread ilk uh, you know they're getting older a bit weaker um, be in peace in their you know heresy and protestantism and perhaps I should start a group on Facebook just for the Kurgan Zealots. Um, it's, uh, you know, I, I know most of you hate the idea of Facebook. I do myself. The only reason I'm on Facebook is really to um, communicate now and then with some of these dread ilk. Um, although, you know, even that is becoming more limited as, as time goes, uh, just because of life and so on. But... Um, 
I do know that it would be beneficial to have um, the hardcore Catholics like myself be able to organize online and make things happen. I mean, Immortal Bear, um, Dane Cook, the guy who uh, had me essentially flew me to um, Indiana to meet Owen and uh, do a bit of talk about my books and stuff. He, you know, is now a, a Catholic. He attends mass, proper mass, Latin mass regularly. He is helping other people do so. He's quite active in, in the whole thing. And he's making a difference. You know, he's making ripples. It's making a difference in his life. It's making a difference in his marriage, in his relationship with his daughter and so on. You know, it's a great sort of thing. Um, but we're still relatively isolated. Even the group here in London is pretty isolated. And, you know, we would try to organize meetups with families and so on. So it would be probably quite nice to to have that facility. Even if you don't like Facebook, you know, you can just make up a name and have a little Facebook thing that you really only use to uh, to join this group. Now, there is a slight problem in doing that because I don't want the group open to every Tom, Dick and Harry. Uh, it's not going to be a democracy. Remember, Catholics understand that, you know, one of the best systems of government is emperors and kings. So if it's going to be my little Facebook group, I'm going to be the emperor of that thing. I don't like your face. You act in a way that I don't like. Boom, you're out. Um, you can discuss theology. You can meet up, discuss meetups. You know, you, the, the point is to help each other. And my primary interest in that group would be to catechize more nominal Catholics. So I'm okay with nominal Catholics who would be, let's say, at least respectful of the celebrationist position. I'm not okay with nominal Catholics who haven't bothered to do any of the research, haven't bothered to read any of the stuff that I wrote about celebrationism, including the blog posts I just did the last two, or at least my little book, Believe, or, you know, that, that at least, I mean, you don't have to buy my book. That's not the point. I'm just saying, if you haven't investigated the whole thing and you think that, oh, I'm a Catholic and I'm going to come in there, I'm going to teach you all. No, that's not going to happen. If you more or less agree with my ideas concerning Catholicism, if you're more or less on board or at least are willing to listen respectfully, then, you know, you're welcome to join. And if you're not a good fit, hopefully you will figure that out by yourself and leave. Or if not, don't worry. I have no problem shoving people out the door. So I think it would be a useful thing, but I have no idea what kind of interest there is. Um, I know that there are at least, you know, a few people that are definitely interested, but I've got two little problems. One is, how do we uh, make this happen in a way that is, let's say, relatively safe and without too much exposure of social media to your, to yourselves? So if you don't want to create a Facebook profile, even a fake one or whatever, I get it. You know, it's fine. Um, then it's not for you. No problem. But you already might be on Facebook. You don't mind, whatever. Um, I don't really want to make the um, the group public as such. I want to keep it private, but and you know I'm a bit of a luddite when it comes to technology and stuff like that. So hopefully I've put it in a way that you can find it. Um, and I just need to remember what I called it. I think it's called Kurgan Immortals or whatever. But an easy way to do it if you're on Facebook and you want to be part of the club and whatever. On Facebook I'm on there as Joe Kurgan. So find me on there, send me a friend request, which I will ignore, probably. 
or I will, you know, friend you and then unfriend you again because, frankly, I'm mis pretty misanthropic. I know the people that I know, and you know that's kind of it. But I'll do the necessary to throw you into the into the Kurgan um, Immortals group, which, um, as I said, it's not a democracy. It is essentially a benign dictatorship, and by benign, it's what I think is benign, not what you think is benign. So just to be clear. Now, if after that little introduction, <laughs> you still actually want to be in that group, let me know. Get on Facebook, find Joe Kurgan. I've got the uh, the avatar is of the, the hitman, you know, and it's got a, a thing that upsets a lot of so-called Catholics is on them. On the, so it's got the little hitman avatar thing, and then it's got a, a picture of a, um, it's a drawing by Milo Manara, of a pretty girl that's kind of flashing her knickers, um, which upsets Catholics as scandalous and blah, blah, blah. Whatever. I put that stuff up long before I became a Catholic, and I'm not going to change it for you or anybody else, especially not when I'm being asked to do it, because otherwise you're not representing... Fuck you. And the people that uh, know why I am the way I am understand the concept of cattle prods, like I said in my last video. Why do cattle prods exist? because they're necessary. So they serve a function. The fact that, you know, if you're a manufacturer of cattle prods, you're probably not the nicest person on the planet. I made my peace with that very long time ago. So, so that's one thing. If you want to be part of the uh, Kurgan Immortals group, send me a friend thing on, on, on Facebook or look for the Kurgan Immortals and you know, ask to get in, try and get in, if you can see it. If you can't see it, if I've made it invisible in some weird way, I'll try and rectify that. But there's your two options. Um, so that's that. Concerning the uh, recent blog post that I did on my blog about deprivationism and this guy John Salsa, <laughs> it also turns out that John Salsa wrote that nonsense in 2010. That's before Bergoglio even became Pope, which means that he was very well aware that Ratzinger wasn't a valid pope, and neither was Wachla, neither was Montini, and neither was Roncalli. So, but more importantly, is a 32nd degree Freemason. Now, you cannot be a Freemason and a Catholic. It's impossible. You're excommunicated. You're not allowed. Okay, You cannot be a Freemason and be a Catholic. It's just not permitted. Why? Well, because Freemasons are Satanists. And, you know, Satanists still go by many names. And they have been called many names. There have been, uh, you know, what they call the Illuminati. They really existed. And these guys were created in the 17th century or whatever by a guy called Weishaupt. That's the first sort of time that the actual name Illuminati came out. And it's, um, if you guys remember, I did a video way back when my wife got me this set of encyclopedia, of uh, encyclopedic dictionary, the Oxford English Dictionary, which is um, 13 volumes. And in there, under Illuminati, it's got a whole description of them. And, um, you know, but they go by many names. I mean, you know, remember, his name is Legion. So they will change names, like, you know, faster than and more often than you change socks. But whether you call them Illuminati, Freemasons, whatever, they're Satanists. And, you know, again, you know, we're in a post-Christian, post-literate era. People don't read anymore. People have got no idea what Catholicism is about. They've got no idea of what Christianity is about. 
we have been thoroughly secularized by the Protestant movement, which, you know, started 500 years ago with one crazy, sick, fat, lustful monk was aided by another crazy, sick, fat, lustful king and, you know, went on to create a vast uh, trouble in the church and secularize essentially Christianity. And we've all been brought up to some degree or other in that sort of realm, especially if you speak English, because that means you're probably part of the you know Anglo-Saxon world to an extent or other, and you've been to some extent or other very much secularized, especially since the advent of television and so on, which is all you know Hollywood stuff, and we know who is in Hollywood, who runs Hollywood. It's not Catholics or Christians of any kind. So it's um, it's pretty obvious that. You know, people nowadays have, haven't really got a clue what a Catholic is or should be or what, uh, you know, how that works. So it is helpful, I think, to have a group where people can learn about the stuff or, you know, share information, maybe share books that they have been helped by and so on. And um, it was known, you know, not too long ago, certainly a couple hundred years ago, it was absolutely known that Freemasons was um, a movement that originated actually in the with the Russian Jews. Uh, but it's not only composed of, of Jews. Don't get me wrong. Uh, there are you know all sorts of secular people in that become Freemasons. I knew a Freemason. I was invited to join the Freemasons when I was working as a bodyguard in South Africa something that I held no interest in. I was I was approached several times by all sorts of sects and groups and things, including the Rosicrucians, the Scientologists, you know. I've got strange hobbies. And even when I don't have strange hobbies, strange people do come and try and, hey, hey you know, can you join us? And like, no. So, um, you know, and the reason I call it a Kurgan cult is because but sorry, let me finish that sentence. So a couple hundred years ago, everybody knew that Freemasons were essentially Satanists, um, despite the trappings of wealth and, you know, supposed dignity and blah, blah, blah. They literally got up to like sick orgies, black masses, murder, ritual murder, ritual abuse. You know, it's... Um, it's pretty weird stuff. And I mean, you know, when you think, oh, but you know, it's all a conspiracy theory, really? You explain to me what Bohemian Grove is, right? When some of the most esteemed, rich, so-called bankers, rulers of the world go in a deep forest to dance around the fire naked wearing animal masks. Yeah, that's, you know, kind of interesting. And certainly not Christian or Catholic. So everybody knew that Freemasons were satanic scum. But that doesn't mean that everybody who's a Freemason, especially the lower rungs, knows about it. You know, they get sort of roped into it and the lower rungs don't know anything. They're kind of the cattle that feed the further up the line. That is what the whole Illuminati philosophy is. You know, the lower masses are cattle and only the smart, illuminated ones get to use them. And whoever's on top gets to use everybody literally, you know, even physically. So, and that's what they are. And, you know, to to take the word of a Freemason as to what real Catholicism is and who's a real Pope, it's absolute nonsense. You know, just the fact that, you know, he's a Freemason should be enough for you to disqualify anything he's ever said or will ever say about the Catholic Church. 
Nevertheless, I have taken the trouble to take it to pieces, piece by piece, because some people, especially the ones that think they're very smart, midwits, but they're not. Um, you know, it needs to be just hammered out there. Anyway, so that's being done, and really it's irrefutable, uh, despite the fact that, you know, a lot of people can't think anymore. So because people can't think anymore, can't read anymore, cannot do logic anymore, and, you know, my hope was when I wrote uh, Believe, the little book that, uh, I don't know if I have, you know, there it is. You know, when I wrote this, my hope was to try and um, help the average person that, or even more than the average person, I would say the wild person that is somebody who who is living currently perhaps the way that I used to live or, or something close to it, which was, you know, pretty debauched, pretty, uh, you know, I, I never had anything to do with drugs or rock and roll much, but, you know, I focused my vices, you know, I didn't drink, didn't smoke, but the other thing I did plenty of. So there's a lot of, um, you know, a lot of women, a lot of sex, a lot of that stuff. And, um, you know, it was a pretty, to a certain extent, hedonistic lifestyle, although I've never been a hedonist. I've always been uh, more an explorer than anything. And, you know, what's more fun than exploring a new woman every few days, weeks, months, hours, whatever. So, um, you know, there's that. And, and it's written for people that are have no conception of Christianity and whatever. And it was my hope to catechize a little bit people that were like I was, because I didn't become Christian, you know, until I had my road to Damascus moment. But the reality is I never met anybody that talked to me reasonably in a language that I could understand, that I could relate to about Christianity. So that's what I wanted to do. Um, and, you know, I say we're in a post-Christian and post-literate society, but, it, you know, we're not. it's not all lost because, frankly, I did zero advertising for this other than a couple of mention of it on, on the videos here. Uh, maybe a blog post. I don't even remember if I did a blog post, but it's spreading by word of mouth, essentially. And um, and it's doing very well. I mean, I, I literally get daily emails now from people that are either converting, going back to the Latin Mass, thanking me for having them brought them back to their faith, nominal Catholics that are like, oh, now it all makes sense. And, and to be perfectly honest with you, this is not a deep, you know, thought on, on, on theology. I mean, it's 97 pages and it's written pretty much how I speak, you know, takes no prisoners, in your face but it seems to be doing the job now if we do create this little group of Kurgan immortals the whole point was you know I do make a joke about it being a, uh, a cult you know the Kurgan cult but yes I know I wear very sexy clothes but um, that's just kind of how uh, you know how it how it is I'm I've, I've already told you guys if I have to lead anything it's not a democracy. It's never going to be a democracy. I'm not a general type. I'm a captain of special ops types, which means that my people and my groups have as much as possible to be independent thinkers that independently and of their own volition act in concert pretty much with what I think we should be doing. Now, a group is not a little army, you know, so 
if you join the Facebook group, you don't have to, you know, you're not certainly not going to take orders from you, whatever. I might make some suggestions now and then. If it becomes big enough and, and you know, useful enough, maybe we can even help um, get some priests into a proper seminary. Maybe we can get priests to areas that don't have one. Maybe we can even buy a church and create a real proper community somewhere on the planet or more, you know. That's the point. Um, obviously, if we were going to become, you know, if there's going to be subgroups or whatever of people that are going to, um, you know, try and get something done, something really meaningful or, or that requires a lot of effort or that requires a certain amount of discipline, then, you know, if I'm leading any group at anything, it's like, right, you do what I say and you don't question how high you jump, you just do it. And most of the time, I don't even want to have to tell you that you have to jump. You should be symbiotic enough in, with respect to our main goal that you should know what you should be doing, what you should be doing, and when you should wait rather than go, and when you should go, and how far you should go, and what you should go towards, and so on. So, you know, the groups of people that I have led in life have tended to be very well-oiled machines, very well-trained, um, specifically in martial arts and whatever, but in other endeavors as well, and able and capable of taking responsibility. You don't have to be you know, uh, a Han Solo type uh, slash Sigma, whatever you want to call it, that does everything on his own, because teams do work, teams need teamwork, and they need the Deltas, they need the Alphas, they need the Bravos, they need all the different types of, of men, except Gammas. I don't have any truck with Gammas, don't want any Gammas, will not work with any Gammas. And, you know, there are already people that are helping me. There's one guy, um, again, I always forget if I can mention his name or not, but I don't want to cause him any problems, so I won't mention his name. But he's a very cool guy. He's helping me with a very nice uh, project. And, you know, it's taking time. He's taking a lot of time out of his life to, to do this voluntarily. Um, you know, there's other people doing other things on the side. But I'm thinking, you know, if that's what happens with just random strangers that contact me somehow and then want to want to help do something surely if we actively get together and decide to do it you know we should be able to um, produce effects in the world that far far outnumber the size of the group so that's basically it if you're interested create a facebook thing send me a message or something on uh, look for me i'm called like joe kurgan and it's got an avatar of the hitman i think he's got like a little uh, garrot and uh, in the background there's a picture of uh, a drawing of a pretty blonde lady flashing her knickers that's um, that's how you know it's the right joe kurgan and not that i think there are that many but anyway so um that's that for this one and um hopefully in the next few weeks months i should have another couple of things coming out that I'm, I'm hoping will be uh will be of interest okay that's it for now remember not everybody can be part of my cult <laughs> good night <laughs>